0: This could be the largest group I've spoken to. Are you hearing me okay? Yeah. Excellent, very good, very good. Wow, uh, <laughs> I was saying the last talk that I gave was two two months ago down in San Miguel Doende in Mexico at the biblioteca, and we had easily 50 people squished in there, and I wished I had a mic there because I really had to project. They said, we could hear you, and I said, Oh. <laughs> Felt like I was gonna lose my voice by the end of it, but I did it, so I love libraries. I am at the Kingston Library, which is the town I'm from, almost every day. I was there yesterday, today twice, and tomorrow as well. I do a little bit of um, meditation teaching there, and we sit two groups a week there as well. So I'm delighted to be up here in Portsmouth, the big city, (laughs) and talking to a slightly larger group, only about 20 more than what I've done before. Chandra Dawson and I were talking about why there's so many people here, I said, I think this is because I'm, it's weird. <laughs> you don't walk down the street very often and find people that have decided to take a vow of silence for a year. And then the great surprise is that I actually decided two months ago to do it for three years instead of just one. So, and I'm off in a month. Oh. so you name it what I'm trying to do is people say you look exhausted I said I am exhausted you know 148 things but I'm getting through them all to be able to get out of the house and out of the community and into silence I'll talk to you more about that but the nice thing about this is I've been ordained I think exactly 10 years today it's my birthday <laughs> I was ordained in Spain. And even before that, I was doing solitary retreats, but they were all shorties. You know, between two weeks up to about a month until finally, I think it was 2014, I said, I want to do a year. And so where on earth would I do this? And I ended up in New Zealand, and that's as far from Boston, that's the accent you're hearing, far from Boston as you possibly could get. Other side of the world, Southern hemisphere, there was only one tree that was familiar to me, and that was a pine tree, and I'd go and hug it occasionally and s- <laughs> smell the sap, and it would smell like New Hampshire, and I'd be okay. <laughs> so what I wanted to do was share some of this book with you and answer your questions, too. And I'll, if it's okay with you, intersperse a little bit of my reading with some of your questions rather than hold them all to the end. Is that way so we can interact a little bit more? My daughter is here. She knows how to manage the book sales, so (laughs) Amanda is, and she manages so many things for my life in order to make it possible for me to travel like this. So blessings on her and her partner, Kevin, and mom and dad in the back. Some of you know me, a few of you, and some of you know the story Some of you already have the book and have read it, but you came here anyways. (laughs) And some of you have no idea who the heck I am, so I thought to lay this out a little bit, I would just look at this introduction that I created. This book really is a year of silence. When I was departing, I told many people that I was doing this for others, not for me, and that I wanted to carry them with me. How could I share that experience with others? One person told me that she was going to follow my blog. And I said, no electricity, (laughs) no blog, no internet, and no telephone line. And she went, oh, I thought, they said, Will you write?'" I said, well, I have been journaling since 1998, so I, I do write. She goes, well, maybe you'd share that with us. So what this actually is, it's my journal almost every day. You can look up your birthday and see what I was doing, what the weather was like. <laughs> a lot of people doing that. <laughs> Somebody up at Loca this weekend actually read from that day in New Zealand, you know, and, and it was appropriate for what we were doing that day. So, anyways, it has my practice. It has quite a few observations of what I was experiencing there. I love nature. I live in a rural house that my dad built when I was a child, and it has recipes in it, mainly because one of my favorite people, who was a solitary, was at 13,000 feet for 12 years, and she was always making sourdough bread in a pressure cooker. And so there I was in New Zealand I thought I wish she'd included that recipe, you know? Sourdough bread in a pressure cooker. So there's about six recipes in here as well that might be good and a few photographs. So just to kick it off, I'll see if I can go through this introduction and that you would understand what it is.